Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 313 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because we're going to talk about a video that blew my mind that I watched for the first time a couple weeks ago. I've shared it with a lot of people. And frankly, I'm surprised I didn't think about making this into a podcast episode sooner. It literally just occurred to me a day or two ago that I really need to talk about this video, share the story with you, share the video with you, and share the lessons that I learned from this video, which are unbelievably important, critical to your success if you want to continue developing your game and improving and following the path of mastery as you work hard on your tennis. So today's, the video that I saw is from a a really, really popular YouTube channel that maybe you're familiar with. The name of the YouTube channel is Smarter Every Day. And this is a father who posts videos. He's, I think, an engineer. And he just posts videos about stuff that he's learned and really insightful, very well done, very entertaining. And he's got millions of subscribers on YouTube. He does really well on his YouTube channel. And somebody randomly shared a video of his that's years old with me via email uh, about a month ago and blew my mind. The The title, if, if you want to look this up on YouTube, if you type in backwards bicycle on YouTube, you'll definitely bring it up. Or if you want, I'm going to set up a, a handy redirect for you uh, just so you can go right to the video. If you go to essentialtennis.com slash bike, that's B-I-K-E, then I'm going to set up a redirect that goes right to the video. But you don't have to see the video to totally get all the value from this episode. I'm going to explain it all to you, lay out the lessons that are really important. But if you're curious and you want to go check it out, then just go to essentialtennis.com slash bike, and it'll take you right to the video if you want to check it out. So this this guy was given a bike as kind of a practical joke from some friends of his who are welders, and they, they work on some of the engineering projects that, that this video creator creates. And one day he went into this welding shop and, and the guys had, had created this bike with an extra gear that was connected in the kind of the steering column of the bike. I'm sure it's not called that, but the the piece of tubing that connects the handlebars of the bike to the front wheel that that allows you to steer the, the bike back and forth, they had inserted a gear in line with that tube so that it reversed the steering. So every time you took the handlebars and turned them to the right, the front wheel of the bike would turn to the left. And if you turn the handlebars to the left, then the front wheel would turn to the right. So it's a backwards bicycle. And they brought him in because they knew that he loved doing kind of experiments and scientific discovery and he, he loved kind of the learning process. And they said, we bet you can't ride this bike. And he said, yeah, I, I'm sure I can figure it out. Yeah, it looks tricky. I'm sure I'll kind of look stupid for a minute or two, but I'm, I'm going to figure it out. And he quickly realized that there was no way he was going to be able to do it. Like he literally couldn't even roll for a foot or two without starting to fall over or completely falling over. And this fascinated him to the point that he decided to master riding the reverse bicycle. 
And so he chronicles his journey of learning how to ride this bike, which is completely backwards and opposite from what all of us learned how to ride a bike on. And there's the old cliche, it's like riding a bike, which essentially means once you've learned how to do it once, you can always do it. And it's it's an automatic thing that you'd never have to think about ever again. And it's it's like riding a bike. You can you can go ahead and do it for the rest of your life without ever thinking about it again. And so in getting on this reverse or this backwards bicycle, this video creator learned several things. And I, I'm going to go ahead and outline the ones that I think are most applicable to you. It, it, this gets really deep into the learning process. It was really fascinating for me to watch. And I'm going to go ahead and, and give you the four things that I think are most important for all of us to understand as tennis players and keep in mind as you continue working hard at your game. And then I'll wrap up with some action steps as far as what I think you should do next. like What what does this mean for you? And if you're going to take this seriously, what should you do next? So the phrase number one, the the first concept or philosophy or thing that he came away from, from this experience of figuring out that he had no chance of riding a reverse bicycle or a, a backwards bicycle is what he calls it, is he says over and over again that knowledge does not equal understanding. In other words, just because he knows, just because his brain understands, like he gets it, like he's a smart guy. He's, he's got a degree in engineering and he's also well-coordinated. Um, he's, you know, he's played sports. He can juggle. He's got eye-hand coordination. It's like, so it's like he, he gets it. He understands it. But the reason why it was so frustrating to him is because he just couldn't do it. In fact, not only could he not do it, but he wasn't even close. And he was just failing again and again and again. And so it really struck him through this experience that just because he knows what to do does not mean he can just do it. And now he used the phrase, knowledge does not equal understanding. And I would change that. I I think knowledge and understanding are very similar. I would change it and tweak it to say knowledge does not equal execution, which is the the title of uh, an email that I I sent several weeks ago. That was actually the, the, I, I received a response to that email with a link to this video. And I'm really happy that this this reader sent me the video because it's such an incredible lesson. And I have a podcast by that same title as well. Just because you know it does not mean you can do it. And tennis players all over the world totally understand that. We're, we are purveyors and collectors of information and wisdom and data and technical checkpoints and knowledge about how to swing a racket. But it doesn't mean anything if you don't train. If you do not train your mind and train your body, then the knowledge is useless. Well, it's it's not useless. I mean, it's still there. You can recall it and impress your friends and your teammates with what you know. But it does not automatically mean you can do what you know you're supposed to do. And so lesson one that he took away, the phrase he used was, knowledge does not equal understanding. I would shift that slightly to say knowledge does not equal execution. Just because you know it does not mean you can do it. Number two, you cannot 
ride the bicycle. Maybe you've heard me kind of describe this and you're kind of thinking, imagining in your head as you're in your car or gardening in the backyard or going for a run or whatever. You're probably imagining to yourself, okay, like I, I get it. The the handlebars go the opposite way. They, they cause the wheel to turn the way that it doesn't normally turn. Okay, like I can see how I could get this after a while. You think you can. And this was point number two from him. You you think you can do it. Like you see me struggling, there's but there's still a big big part of your brain that that wants to think, yeah, but but I could do it. Like I'm yeah, I've ridden a bike a lot, or I'm really coordinated, or I'm a good athlete. You can't do it. He he goes around the country and around the world, and he's a, a speaker and a presenter, and he's brought the backwards bicycle with him as he talks about learning and habits and how the brain works and how the body works. And he challenges people to come up on stage, and he has a $100 bill, and he stands 10 feet away from them on the stage and says, okay, all you have to do is put your feet up on the pedals and and just roll. You've just got to make it 10 feet. You've just got to stay on the bike with your without your feet going back down on the ground again for 10 feet. And person after, he shows all these clips of all these people trying it, person after person can't do it. And nobody can do it because nobody in the world, besides this guy and a handful of other people, have ever trained on a backwards bicycle. Everybody has learned how to ride a bicycle on a normal bicycle, where when you turn the handlebars to the right, the front wheel turns to the right, of course, right? And you would think that, oh, I can just come up with some little trick or I'll, I'll get the hang of it quickly, but you can't because it's so opposite, it literally completely opposite from what you're used to that your habit will pull you back towards what you think should work. It's completely subconscious, it's completely automatic, and it's completely out of your control. Anything different from our normal habits will take training to do correctly, especially after reinforcing our habits for years or even decades. That goes for riding a bike, and it also goes for hitting a forehand or hitting a serve. There's a certain way that unless we've been consciously aware of how we hit our forehand and purposefully said, instead of doing this, I want to do that, unless we've gone through that process, checked in on our execution, and gone through a very purposeful process, we will continue doing the same thing again and again and again and again in perpetuity forever because it is our habit. And so when you learn something as complicated as riding a bike, which takes all kinds of internal balancing, perceptions, and I mean, you've got the the for- centrifugal force of the the wheels and the pedaling and your hands and your your body weight have to move and shift together to balance the bike. When you take something that integrated that takes your entire body and all of your senses, your your sight, your feel, everything is working together and you reverse one part of it, you can't ride the bike because the habit is so ingrained. And so when you apply this to tennis and you think about the tens of thousands of repetitions that many players make of hitting a serve, maybe for decades, and then they suddenly decide, you know what, I want to hit a better serve. And the idea that they could just go and just decide to hit a better serve after years and thousands of repetitions of doing it one way, and to think that we can just do it another way just because we want to, 
is kind of ridiculous, but it's the attitude that so many players and so many coaches have about improving. Oh, just because you pay $60 and you go take a lesson and the coach tells you what you're supposed to do. It's like, oh, great. Everybody, I feel like there's this uh, overriding uh, attitude that, oh, well, that's it. That's what you need to make the change. I paid my money. I spent the time on the court. I paid attention. I listened. I understand. Awesome. Now I've got my better serve. But the reality is that's the first step out of hundreds to actually make the change because we're talking about retraining habits. It's not about knowledge. It's not about understanding. It's about retraining executional habits. And that takes time. That segues right into... Point number three. Point number one, knowledge does not equal execution. Point number two, you cannot, you cannot ride the backwards bicycle, not without training. You cannot just get on it and do it. Just like you can't just choose to hit a better serve and just automatically do it without training. Number three, he decided that he was going to learn how to ride this bike. And so he said every day he practiced, and it wasn't long practice sessions, he said he would get on and, and, and try to ride it for f- about five minutes a day. Now just go ahead and guess in your mind, as, as you're running or gardening or driving, as you're sitting in traffic, just imagine that reverse bicycle. And remember, this guy's reasonably well-coordinated, he's maybe not a world-class athlete, but he, he's reasonably athletic and coordinated and smart guy, intelligent guy, five minutes a day, he decided to take one of these bikes home and he just, he just made a resolution that he was going to figure it out. How long do you think it took him five minutes a day of practice before he could ride the bike? Got the number? All right. It took him eight months of five minutes a day every day. I've written down a couple of quotes here from the video. He said, one day I couldn't ride the bike and then the next day I could. He said there was, it was like, um, well, I'll go ahead and read his quote. It's like a pathway in my brain was finally connected and all of a sudden this switch flipped in his mind. And after seven plus months of work day in and day out, granted, you know, it's relatively short sessions, but five minutes a day, every day, over seven months, he kept trying and trying and trying. And then all of a sudden he just got it and he stuck with it. And he actually was recording. This guy just records every, he's just one of those online content creators that just records everything. And so he literally has footage of the moment that his brain just switched over and all of a sudden he could just ride it. The, the backwards bicycle. And so the day before, he couldn't ride it. And then all of a sudden, one day, all of that training, all of that practice, his brain finally found the right groove. He finally retrained himself. This guy, in case you're wondering, by the way, is probably middle-aged. Uh, I would guess he's probably around 40, somewhere in there. So, you know, not the youngest guy in the world, but not the oldest guy in the world either. Uh, so somewhere in between. And so retraining this deep, grooved, embedded habit took him five minutes a day for eight months. And here's another quote. He said, it's like there was a trail in my brain and I had to stay on it, talking about the the new way of riding a bike. And he said, any distraction while while he started to get it on those first couple of minutes where he's like, oh, wow, I'm actually doing it. He said, any distraction would take me off of that new trail and put me back on the old one. So as an example, he said that while he was taking those first couple of 
successful rides with the reverse bike. If if like his phone would ring or somebody in the yard would call his name, he would totally lose it. And he would, it's, it's like there were all these balls in the air he was juggling and then they would all fall to the ground as soon as there was any kind of distraction. And that's because it took him so much conscious effort to groove this new habit, to groove this new skill, to groove this new deep set of commands that that his body would have to do to ride the bike in the opposite way. He had to concentrate so hard for so long. And then even once he got it for a while, he had to continue to keep his focus extremely high because any distraction would pull him out of that new habit. Now, as part of this experiment, he he has a six-year-old son. His, his son learned how to ride a normal bike at age three, which means his son had been riding a normal bike for half of his life, for three years out of six years. And he decided to challenge his son. And so he, he had the machinists make a, a little, you know, junior youth size bike, turn it into a backwards bicycle with the, the gear in there so that it went backwards and it flipped. And he had his son try it every day for a couple minutes. His son, six years old, now practicing every day, just like his dad did. Go ahead and put a number in your head. How long do you think it took his son, his six-year-old son, to learn how to ride the, the backwards bicycle? He got it. Remember, his dad, it took him eight months of training five minutes a day. His son, after training a couple minutes a day, was successfully able to transition to the backwards bicycle after two weeks. So 14 days compared to eight months. And he goes on to talk about neuroplasticity, which is just a a fancy word to describe how flexible and pliable the brain's neurological pathways are. Neurological pathways are our habits. Like that's, we talk about muscle memory and I'm putting that in, in air quotes. Our physical habits are not stored in our muscles but in our brains, and their pathways, their electrical pathways that travel through different neurological path, uh, pathways. I just said pathways a lot. And that's what makes up our habits. And the older we get, the less plastic, plastic is that the word? Plastic. The less plastic our brains are. The, the less they're able to mold and change and adapt and learn new things. That's it's something that we've that science has known for a long time now. But this guy was just so excited to be able to see it in action, how he'd been riding a bike his whole life a certain way. His son had been riding a bike not as long, but much younger. And in m- most of his life, he'd been riding a normal bike. And his son could get it in just a couple weeks, whereas it took him eight months. Just an interesting little tidbit. And he goes through, he totally documented the whole process with his six-year-old son as well. And that's in the video. So the last part of the story here, this for me was the most fascinating part. So he spent a lot of time with the backwards bicycle. It just became his new bike. Like he didn't go back to the normal bike. He just stuck with the backwards bicycle. It fascinated him so much. He continued to ride it as just his normal everyday bike when he would go out biking with his family or with his kid or or whatever. And then one day he and his family took a trip together to Amsterdam where apparently bikes are everywhere and everybody uses bikes to get around. He said there's more bikes than people in Amsterdam. So he went to Amsterdam without his bike. And then when it came time to get a bike, a rental bike to get around the city with his family, 
he got on a normal bike. And what do, what do you think happened? So after, he doesn't say how much time went past, but I got the feeling that it was weeks or maybe months that he was competent on the backwards bike. And it, it was just, it had become normal for him. It had become second nature to ride the backwards bike instead of the normal bike. It's something that he was now comfortable with. It was a subconscious habit. He no longer had to really focus on it. And it was something that he had replaced his old habit with the new one. So he went to Amsterdam, he got the rental bike, and he had his wife record him as he tried to ride the regular bike, and he could not ride it. It looked like somebody trying to ride a bike for the very first time. He could not balance. It, it, it looked like his first attempts to ride the backwards bike. He had zero ability, and I mean zero. It's not like he would roll for a little bit and then like mess up. He couldn't even start rolling on the bike because he had completely rewired his brain and completely switched around all of the balance responses and all of the little subconscious commands that are being fired to try to balance himself and make the, the bike work. It had all been reversed. And a quote from him here is, after 20 minutes of making a fool out of myself, and this is a big like public place, tons of bikes, lots of people standing around just watching him, try to, trying to figure out how to ride a normal bike again. He says, after 20 minutes of making a fool out of myself, suddenly my brain clicked back. And you can see this in the video. He's like wobbling. He's, he's falling. He, he cannot, he, he knows what he's supposed to do, just like in the beginning. He, he understands that, okay, I've got to reverse it back again. He gets it. He, he's, a smart, he's a smart guy and he's already deprogrammed his brain and reprogrammed it for a backwards bicycle. And so he gets it on a cognitive level, like he totally understands what he needs to do, but he just can't do it because he's reprogrammed himself with, with such a deep skill. And then you see in the video, there's a moment where he goes from like wobbling, wobbling, wobbling to, and then you, you see it on his face. He's like, oh, I got it. There it is. And it's like, it was almost, almost like a, a physical thing where it's like the, the program booted in his brain and he just felt it. And he was like, oh, there it is. And all of a sudden the skill came back. And after 20 minutes, he started riding around totally normally again on the normal bike. And when he came back around and some of the people that had been watching him came up and like asked him about it, they thought he was totally faking. They could not believe that, that this guy previously um, unlearned how to ride a bike and then had to remember it again right there on the spot. And they're like, oh, you were faking it. You, you knew how to ride a bike all along. They didn't buy it that he couldn't remember as it were. I mean, you know, in terms of like memory, of course he remembered how to ride a normal bike, but in terms of training, in terms of his neurological pathways and his habits, he had effectively forgotten how to ride a normal bike. And it's fascinating to see him work through that challenge and see him arrive back at the place where he could ride a normal bike again. And so... What is, I'm sure, of course, you're, you're all, you're smart people as well. If you're li listening to this, you're very analytical. You, I'm sure, I've done a tremendous amount of research. You've probably listened to many of these episodes before. And so you understand the application here. But another quote in this 
in this video that I thought was fascinating. And he kind of used this to defend himself a little bit when uh, he was talking about the people in Amsterdam, kind of laughing at him and not believing that he was actually having to relearn again, as it were. He said, in defense of himself, I'm probably the only person to ever unlearn how to ride a bike. In other words, he had previously known how to ride. He'd been riding a bike for decades, for his entire life. He totally knew, like he never had to think about it once he learned the first time. It was completely subconscious. And there's a reason why people say it's like riding a bike. It's, that's the phrase people use to describe, oh, it's, it's completely, it's a total habit, completely subconscious. You don't have to think about it anymore. And he unlearned how to do that. And taught himself a completely different way to do it. And each and every day, thousands of tennis players around the world are trying to unlearn how to ride their bike on the tennis courts. Meaning, they're trying to unlearn their forehand. They're trying to unlearn their serve. They're trying to unlearn their strategy, shot selections, and their patterns. Now, lucky for most of us, that's not quite as deep of a habit as riding a bike. I, I think, this is just my opinion, in most cases, I don't think a forehand ground stroke is as deep of a pattern or as deep of a subconscious habit as riding a bike. As I described earlier, there's so many calculations that your brain and your body are making on the fly to keep you balanced and to, to keep the bike going just in a straight line. I think Tennis strokes are a little bit less complex than that. But honestly, I could be, I'll go ahead and say, like, I, I might be wrong, but I've seen players make pretty dramatic changes within the span of a day or two, you know, within a, a couple hours. I've seen players make big changes. And learning how to ride the, the backwards bicycle took this guy eight months of practice. So I, I think it's a different level, but it's the same principle. Your forehand that you've been using for years or maybe even decades, it's like you've learned to ride a bike. That's how your body knows a forehand feels. And so when you decide to change your technique, understand that this is not a small task. This is not a matter of knowing what you're supposed to do. Not even close. That is the, the first micro step in developing a new and better forehand or a new and better backhand or a new and better serve. It takes a tremendous amount of focus and excellent process. And so if, you've, if you'd like to dive deeper into that, check out podcast number 305. It's called How to Get a Tennis Stroke Unstuck. And basically goes through the process that you need to follow. If you've been using your forehand for years or decades and you're ready to change it, you need a lot more than just knowing what you need to do instead. It's not that simple. Just like this gentleman found out with the backwards bicycle. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I, I love this video so much. Again, the steps here were number one, not steps, but rather the realizations he made are number one, knowledge does not equal execution. Number two, you, you speaking to you, listener, you cannot ride this bicycle. You can't. And then number three, it took him eight months of training, five minutes a day. And realization number four was the realization that he had unlearned how to ride a bike and completely relearned a new way of doing it. 
I thought this was an amazing illustration, an amazing case study. If you want to check it out, you can go to YouTube and type in Backwards Bicycle, or you can go to EssentialTennis.com slash bike, and I'll set up a redirect there. Hopefully, this gave you some perspective, gave you some deeper understanding about what it takes to change habits, and I hope the video is is really enjoyable and gives, broadens your perspective of what we're talking about when it comes to changing our swings, learning new patterns, learning new techniques. I hope you keep working hard and this pushes you in the right direction and helps you continue reaching your goals. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.